Welcome to the Hennessy Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Alex, the podcast host, and I'm here with Nathan Malinick, the also podcast host. Hello. It's great to be back, it and is. we are continuing our series on the sports car, supercar, hypercar discussion. So if you feel a little bit heated after the week-long wait of the cliffhanger of this discussion, get ready because we're just jumping right back in. And the only things that we have to announce are that Pebble Beach is still coming up, coming mm-hmm. up in August. We're excited yep. for it. August 15th, um, I think, is the main show. Yes. But the whole week. Yeah, whole week, Monterey Car Week. So check it out. We yeah. would love to see you guys there. And besides that, we're getting right back to it. So a little recap. We are talking about sports cars, supercars, hypercars. What are they? What are the categories? What we measure them on? And what cars fit in where? And as a reminder... This is absolutely factual. We're correct in what we say. There's no opinions or subjectivity here. None. So just take it as the truth and let's move on. Let's do it. Um, So as a bit of a reminder to us, you mentioned we've got the three categories. What are they? They're sports cars, supercars, and hypercars. And it's based off of a, a, a metric that has three factors that we've determined one of them being performance. So how fast is it? Uh, and that's so broad, we understand. Right. But just je- overall performance, yes. okay? Um, design, what are the proportions? Um, th- these aren't your typical sedans or, tr- I mean, like the design has to, it's absolutely a factor, which factors into the third point, the the valet factor, the and and this is kind of a broad factor, but it's one of those where you know it when you see it. When it drives by, it's that I need that in my life. It's not like, oh, I, I want that. It's like, I need that car in my life. The exclusivity, the cost, I mean, everything adds into the, wow, that's a hypercar or, okay, that's a supercar or this is a sports car. Those three factors combined will guaranteed give you the category for each car that we're going to talk about. Yep. And what was controversial about last episode? So we, we kind of ended with the C8 and how the whole range of the C8 is going to be such a line-blurring range of vehicles. And C8s intrinsically are sports cars, but some of the later models that don't exist yet might be in the supercar range, top of the supercar range, really. But... Speaking of supercars, it's time to really dive into this because this is going to be the argument the here. Meat and potatoes. So here we go. Yep. What is a supercar and what started supercars? Yeah. So uh, if if all of you stop right now, go on to the search engine online, ask what is the first supercar, type it in. What's going to come up? The Lamborghini Mura. Now, I understand why this car is they say the first supercar um first of all let's go back to the metric and this will just kind of back up what we're saying and why it's all correct okay performance it had it, it had a v12 um uh horizontally mounted um which is really cool it was fast of course for the time and yeah for the time the performance the, was unreal. it was out of this world um, the design, I think this is really why it's considered 
a super the first supercar because it has the design. Now, we're not saying that every supercar hypercar has to be mid-engined, right? Which is interesting to me. Like, what's a front-engined hypercar? But anyway, the design of this car was so radical. It's so beautiful. And it's so extreme. The proportions are so amazing. They're perfect. It's so low. It's so wide. It's so sleek. Um, it didn't look like anything else on the road, period. And, uh, and and then, of course, as a result, if you park it anywhere, it's being parked up front. It's it, And so it had that presence, that overall supercar presence that is now ubiquitous when we talk about supercars. Um we don't have to get into this a whole lot because, you know, um, we're talking about historic cars. But just when I was thinking about this, if that's the first supercar, what's a Bugatti? Ever, okay, look, go look this up too. A Bugatti, 1936 Bugatti Type 57. Or any of the Duesenbergs from, from the 30s, which were going like 140 miles an hour in the 30s. You know, but particularly the Bugattis, okay? Here's my argument for why Bugatti might be the first supercar or even hypercar. It looked like absolutely nothing else on the road. It was a spaceship. Spaceship. Um, the performance was insane for the day. And, of course, wherever you park, it's going to draw a crowd. Yep. Um, but I, I, let's just keep it simple. For the purposes of here right now, let's say the Mira... Okay, first supercar. It seems pretty widely accepted. Um, although I I think we could go back in time and make arguments for other cars. XJ120, Jaguar. But anyway, that's the Mira. That's what's considered to be the first supercar. So let's talk about some others. Yeah, let's let's kind of go right, right into uh, some different ranges. But of course, Ferrari yeah. makes a whole uh, range of supercars. They do. Do they only make supercars? Wow. No, they don't because if you talk about their supercar range, so let's just kind of look back for uh, several years. You know, you've got the V8 range, 458, 488, F8, um, and then you've got the V12 range kind of for the past few years, 512, F12, 812. Uh, I'm not talking about those. I know. I know. (laughs) Hold on. And then... You've got kind of their their most recent new one, SF90, and then one that was actually released like today or this morning. Yeah, and the, it's the 296, the 296 GTB. Yep. It's like 800 something horsepower, you know, whatever hybrid electric plug-in V6 twin turbo. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, I'm going to explode. <laughs> uh well look, the SF90 is controversial enough. Is the SF90 a supercar or a hypercar? You're asking me or the audience? I'm asking... Yeah, it. we already talked about it. And I'm going to drop the bomb right here, right drop now. It. It's a supercar. With? Hypercar, hypercar performance. performance. Yeah, it blurs the lines. It's total line blurring, tier three supercar that blurs the lines. What in the world is a Portofino in Aroma then? Oh, man. Honestly, I think those get dropped down to sports cars. We can't. I can't say that a GTR AMG is a sports car, but a Portofino is a supercar. 
So yeah, Portofino, Roma. There's so sports f- cars. Okay, Ferrari so makes sports cars. We okay. just had an epiphany right here. They make sports cars. I wonder if they would say that themselves. I actually don't know what they class those cars as. Yeah, I don't like their sports cars though. Um, Not a huge fan. Yeah, I like their supercars. Yeah, I I was never a big fan of the California, which turned into the Portofino, which turned into the Portofino M, and that kind of morphed into the Roma. Um, yeah, I guess you know what? Here's the cop out for us here. Those are Grand Touring cars. Yeah, but but I but can, a GT I do car agree is with like you. A, so, so, so like a sports car, like a Continental GT, Bentley Continental GT. Yeah, uh, it is a, D- a little side category, like we talked a DB11. about. DB11. You know, there's the side category of like muscle cars and and GT cars, Grand Touring cars. But yeah, anyways, don't want to get too sidetracked. So the 296 GTB released like today. It's a supercar. Yeah, for it, sure. Yeah, solidly solid solid supercar. solid supercar. So some of the line blurring cars like the SF90 that Ferrari makes and have made, like what is an Enzo? When it oh, was you released, wanna, you want to go back in time now. Yeah, just for Ferrari. If we're sticking to Ferrari, what okay. is what is was an Enzo when it was released? Well, to answer that question, it's not as simple as it seems. And we is it time to bring up the Bugatti Veyron? I guess so. Okay. It, okay. At the time when it was released, it was a supercar. However, because there's this new category, it's not really new. It's it's established hey, now. It's been around since 08 or whatever. Whenever the Veyron came out. Whenever yeah. the Veyron came out, and this is really how you define the categories, it has to be so distinct. There has to be an obvious separation between a sports car, a supercar. Well, when the Bugatti Veyron came out, it was like, what do we even call this thing? Because yeah. I'm sh- uh, surely I'm not going to say a, a, nothing against a Ferrari F430, but a Ferrari F430 is no Bugatti Veyron. Right. It's the first 1,000 horsepower factory car. Fastest car in the world. It could do it all day. It it, it was like, you know, really expensive, one point, whatever, yeah, five, two million dollars, whatever. exclusive. You park it anywhere. Yeah. And the whole world stops. Right. Um, for people to come and see it. And so... And thus, hypercars were born. Thus, hypercars were born, so which is why I'm going back to the Enzo... Okay, the Enzo was a hypercar for sure because at the same time it was on sale, you were also looking at uh, an F430. And those are yeah. two different worlds. They just are. It's a different right. It's a different level of exclusivity. It's a different level. The design is even more pushed. It's more extreme yeah. than even an F430. And so when we go back... And a 430, looking back, was a supercar for its time. For sure. Even though At, nowadays it's sports car performance because everything's yeah. so elevated. I mean, a C8 Corvette would probably be in a 430. Yeah, yeah. Up it. and down the street for sure. Yeah. So, um, so yes, an Enzo is a hypercar just like a LaFerrari wow. is a hypercar. Just like whatever they do next for their hypercar is a hypercar. Yeah. So, you had the Veyron... Well, we need to keep going on supercars. Yeah, let's say... I just... I, I had to establish yeah. that. Yeah, of course. So there's there's a line in the sand. Yeah, so that's kind of Ferrari. Let's move on. Let's go back. Let's stick in Italy. Let's stay there. Yeah. And talk about Lamborghini. 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 The tractor Um, manufacturer. Yeah, how cool. Love Lamborghinis. Uh, The Huracan. Yeah, supercar. Supercar. Kind of one of the best-selling supercars of all time. 
just a really solid yeah, run of the mill. I think it probably is. You know, middle of the row supercar. It's a it's a def- category defining staple. Yeah, if you look up what's a supercar in the dictionary, it's probably it's a Huracan. Yep. Now yeah. here's something that that might make you scratch your head a little bit. What I'm about to say and what we're about to say, because I know you totally agree. An Aventador is a supercar. Yep. And you might be saying, well, wait a second. You just said that an Enzo is a hypercar and an F430 is a supercar. And the F430 has a V8. The Enzo has a V12. The Aventador has a V12. Huracan has a V10. Why Why isn't that a hypercar? The reason why is because if we go back to our true north, an Aventador doesn't have the performance. It 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 that's right. that's it. That is literally the only thing that keeps yeah. it from being a hypercar. Yeah. And and even the SVJ is not a hypercar. Even the SVJ, why? Because the performante why the performante, the Huracan performante was faster. The, remember this controversy? It was faster than the Aventador SV. So that's an issue. Right. And um now to to have all the Aventador owners take a deep deep breath here, is it off the charts when it comes to valet and and like presence? Absolutely, absolutely. You rev that thing out; it's drawing. If you're a crown. concerned with presence and valet, that's and a car wow, for you. It's that's your car. Look no further. Yep, actually, for sure. I think that that actually is a category king. Sounds awesome. It yeah. looks like the Batmobile. Yeah, but again, it's the performance. Okay, makes sense. Yep. All right. Even, well, okay. Let's take it a step further. Um, SVJ is the top of the line, right? For yes. Them? Yeah. Still a supercar. Yep. All right. Agreed. Um, let's move across the pond to England. McLaren. Yeah. yeah you got some uh, some supercars. Oh, sorry. McLaren. Yeah. So McLaren makes supercars and they've had some cars that have dabbled in the hypercar range but just talking about the supercars they have the whole range of supercars they have your entry level supercar 570 okay uh, or its replacement artura and then they've got you know they've got the mid-tier and they've got the top tier of the supercars so 720 765 are the top end of supercar range the 765 is not a hypercar right exactly the 765 is a line blurring car that's at the top of the range of supercars, but it has some hypercar performance. It's ridiculous. It is. It's so crazy. But it's the same tier as the SF90. Yep. It's it's so, a supercar. Yep. Crazy, crazy supercar. And honestly, as time goes on, the performance numbers and metrics will get crazier, but that's why we have to stick to the true north of what is a supercar. Because 10 years from now, some supercars will have hypercar performance of today. And there, there will be whatever two thousand horsepower supercars. Mm-hmm. So especially with the with the road of electric stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, no argument there. I mean, um, so yeah, McLaren has a lot of a lot of stuff here. They, so we gotta we might have to unpack it a little bit. But yeah, let's, like let's when you let's talk about it. the Elva, let's just say the Elva, right? Oh, you want to get into speedsters? I'm, that's fine. Let's yeah, do it. Let's, yeah, let's, so let's touch on this real Elva quick. Elva has no roof. It's a speedster. Open same top. category as the Monza. Yeah. What are those cars? It's a it's another little side category, but I would say they're not super. They're not hypercars. They're not hypercars. 
I would struggle. You'd you'd have to convince me to to not call it some kind of supercar. Yeah, it's a supercar for sure. Okay, because uh, like an Elva uh, is a seven twenty, and a seven twenty is a supercar. Yeah, and the Monza is an eight twelve without a roof. Yeah, and the Aston Martin Speedster. Um, well, actually. The Aston Martin Speedster is pretty cool because it's got a bespoke chassis. It's it's its own thing, but still, it's open top V12 um, car. And you know what? I'll just say this on those cars. They're based on supercars, which is kind of their issue. They are, uh, but two of them are front-engined. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Um, and, you know, we can... Let's throw in the, the kind of original modern Speedster, the Mercedes McLaren uh, Sterling Moss. Talk about exclusivity. That, yeah, that that uh, could it, be hypercar. I mean, a, that's it's a line blur, but no way, no it's supercar. Well, I'm just thinking that speedsters have a ridiculous presence. Yes, presence is high, and I've heard the Elva from from what I've heard. It's 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 like. It's fast. It's like seven six five. I mean, it's it's the yeah. lightest. It's really quick, really quick. All right, uh, uh, that's a tough one. It's no. no well, way. what I wanted to say about those cars, though, is um, I was I was watching a recent review of the Speedster, and um, you know, I think a lot of people. We've even said that, like, what's the point of that car? I like I some people get angry over those cars. It's kind of weird. Um, but they do get angry over. They're like, I don't understand why. Why do why do they even make them? They're so pointless. Well, why does everything have to be so serious? Why why can't we? Why can't there be a car that's just purely a laugh? It's just a good time, like a like a Shelby Cobra. Yeah, I mean, can't a car like a car? To, you know, we talked about this on the last episode when we were defining what a sports car is. Its purpose is fun, and. We need we need that. Who do, who doesn't want that in their lives? And so I yeah. think if you have the means, that does it get much more fun no. than an open top V twelve Speedster? I don't think you so. You put the goggles on. You put oh, the man. gloves on. Yeah, that's cool. So I just want everyone just to kind of take a chill pill. Those cars we need those. The world needs cars like that. Every car doesn't have to be so serious, and doesn't have to have you know some kind of like purpose in life that gets a job done. Yeah. One of those jobs could be a smile on the face. Yeah. I agree so with that. I love those cars. But yeah, for now, well, I, I'll say this the Elva, this, the Aston Martin Speedster, and the Monza supercars. I think for me, the jury's out on the SLR because I know we disagree on this, but I kind of lean towards the SLR being a hypercar. And I know you don't think it wow. is. Um, the reason why I think it is is because when it came out, the Enzo, the Carrera GT, and the SLR were kind of like it was those three that were the pinnacle, the peak of what automotive was uh, was doing. But oh man! And but is a Carrera GT a hypercar? I th- yeah, it is. It, it can't is. be. It ha- why Carrera GT? How was is like that not 05. a hypercar? How is that? It's the same time as the Enzo. Same, same. Uh, Enzo time. was a little bit earlier, a few years earlier, but maybe a year or two. But oh not. man, I just don't know. I don't know. Why is that not a hypercar for you? It you got me on the Enzo part. The Enzo is hard 
for me because I see your point about the Enzo being a hypercar because of the time when it was released, but it ruins my argument for the Carrera GT because if I agree with your argument on the Enzo, then the Carrera GT must be a hypercar, but I don't know. Then I would just venture to say that the Enzo and the Carrera GT were supercars, top of the line supercars, and the hypercar category just wasn't created yet. Because hypercar was to separate what was so far beyond. And those weren't so far beyond. They were just the pinnacle of what was available. So they were supercars. Mm, I, no, I, th- I think they were so far beyond. But that, they, Otherwise, Ferrari wouldn't have made the Enzo. They would have just made the 430 Scuderie and been done with it. And the yeah. Carrera GT literally has an F1 engine in the back. It is. It's not like anything else. I, I guess they're just early hypercars. I they guess. are just like the F fifty is a hyper, just like the F forty is a hypercar. Just oh, like wait, what the F forty or what are you saying? What to? I'm saying F forty and F fifty. There's those aren't hypercars. Yeah, they ha- yeah they are. What they are at the time of an okay look an F fifty came out Ferrari that was in the nineties okay. What else was on sale? A, a Ferrari 512TR. It's a supercar. The F50 had an, again, this is a car that has wow. an F1 engine this in it. This is mind-blowing live on the air because... I thought we agreed on I, this. Th- I thought, yeah, I thought we were on the same page, but wow, this is crazy. It I, has to be but a I, I get, I get it. I get where you're, where you're going because this was the top of the line pinnacle of Ferrari. Yeah, and to go back to our metric, you're not walking into a Ferrari dealership in uh, in 1995 and saying, "Here's my money. I want an F50." You'd be laughed at. It'd be like, like, "Get in line and get the 512 is, and get the 550 and like have everything else that we've ever made." Okay, but this is this is going to be a hard one right here. Does that make a Countach a hypercar? There, I have read arguments that a Countach is a hypercar. I don't. I, I'm going to say right now, I don't think it is. But why would you... Why it was you the pinnacle of Lamborghini. Well, j- the SVJ is the pinnacle of Lamborghini right now. I know, but I'm just saying back then. Yeah, if an SVJ is not a hypercar, a Countach is not a hypercar. But then then if an F8... They didn't is, have if the an model F8, range. They don't have the same model range. Yeah. We know that. Yeah. We know that. Wow, that is controversial right there. Even just amongst I ourselves. So. I don't think it's that controversial. Really? Yeah. But a Countach and an F40 or F50, like... Well, a Countach, now that I think about it, I mean, people always say that's like the ultimate poster car. I feel like we were the generation that like... I, I definitely had car posters, but poster car thing... Um that's a defining talk about what a supercar is like dude that car still stops people yeah um but we you and i both know the performance is um it's not really there but then what's a diablo exactly here's the problem with lamborghini is not a hypercar well then, a Countach. I think there's your answer. But then that kind of makes me feel like an F40 and F50 can't be hypercars. I think an F40 is because at the time of an F40, you were looking at uh, three, four, eight. Yeah, they were which just, was a supercar. 
and then but, you have but they, this were, thing? but they were just bottom tier and top tier supercars. Oh, interesting. So they they made supercars at the time and there was no hypercar yet. And even if you look back and try and compare, there wasn't something that was so far beyond that it would break into the next category. It was just the top tier of the supercar range at the time. I still am going to stick to my guns here because now I've never driven. I've never even been in, I've never driven in or driven an F40, but from what I read and what I see and what I, when I talk to people who have, it still is shockingly quick. And at the time I know the F40 and the 599, which you said is a, you said the 599. That's a supercar. The supercar. I, I, the 599 to me is kind of like what the Veyron was in a way. Um, the amount of technology in that car at the time, there was nothing even close to that car. Um, so That's a, It's so tough. That it's is so tough. tough. That's tough. <sighs> yeah, that's tough. I don't know. I, I'm still going to stick with the F40 being a hypercar. Like the Ferrari Big Five that everyone talks about, the 288 GTO, the Ferrari F40, the Ferrari F50, the Enzo, and the LaFerrari. Uh, I think they're all... I think they're all hypercars. Um, if you disagree, send us an email. But that's that's where I yeah, am with it. This is a perfect opportunity for you to, to pop in and... And let us know about the subject because podcast at HennessyPerformance.com is the email you need to email. But I don't know, man. That's a tough one. If we can't even agree, we need to hear from the fans here. Yeah, we definitely do. So, And speaking of the fans, we're actually going to be going live on Instagram right now. We're live. Hey, guys. So we're live right now on the Hennessy podcast. If you're watching this right now. On Instagram Live, tune in. You're getting a inside sneak peek of the Hennessy podcast, and uh, I'm the heated s- debate. The heated debate. It's going to be released part one this coming Saturday. So get ready. And I'm just actually going to set the phone down, and you guys are gonna, you guys are gonna get to listen to this for a little. Bit. You're gonna have a little sneak peek sneak for a few peek. minutes. So we're just gonna continue with what we're. We're just going to continue with what we got going on. So All we're right. talking about supercar, hypercar categorization. So Hennessy podcast. Are we good? Do you want to? Do you want to keep going on about Ferrari? Do you? No, we have to move still? on. We have. But, I. But just, we can agree to disagree. Oh, so you disagree? We're going to have to hear from the people. Email podcast at hennessyperformance.com because we need to know is the Countach. That's kind of the debating car right now, right? Uh, well, the F40, F50. Yeah, <laughs> F40, F50, Countach. Are those supercars or hypercars based on when they released, based on performance, design, wow factor, valet factor, exclusivity? It's kind of, wow, honestly pretty crazy. That is but a we're going to have one. to move on. We're going to have to yeah. listen to the fans on that one. All right, uh, let's stick. Did we? T- do we? We didn't do Aston. Let's let's do the uh, DBS Superleggera. I'm gonna say that's a supercar. E- uh, easy supercar. All right. Yeah. Next. But it's cool that Aston. We'll talk about later in episode three. But Aston has all three. Oh, they do. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Uh. Okay. Well, their future car, the Valhalla, which by the way is now gonna have the AMG GT engine. 
So this is interesting. It's going to have the same engine as a sports car <laughs> that AMG makes. Wild. But it's going to be mid-engined. Therefore, it's a supercar. Right? Yeah, I think so. I it's think got, so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's got to be. We, we've yeah. seen generally how it's going to look. That's a supercar. Yeah. It could be up on the upper tier. So here's a controversial. Here's a really controversial one. So here, this is crazy. What are you about to do? Wow. Plaid Model S. Let's just <laughs> drop a bomb on this. Yeah. So the Model S Plaid Edition, Plaid Model, is an, it's going to be a line blurring car. Okay. okay. Why? Because it's all electric, which is kind of interesting. It's uh-huh. kind of the new thing right now. Sort of. It's a 10-year-old car. Yeah, but it's going to have supercar, but also maybe hypercar performance. Zero I mean, to 60. it's the fastest car, zero, zero to, to 60. 60, and quarter mile Okay, production Straight car. Line. That's... Wait, no, it's it's not faster than the, the uh, Nevera, the Remax. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. The Nevera maybe didn't get tested yet, but it's like number two. Yeah, regardless, it's ridiculously fast yeah. in a straight line. So, yeah, you, what are you trying is to it, say? Is what <laughs> is it though? What is it? Where does it fall it's in? It's a super sedan. It is it, not. It's in like any it's of a commuter. Categories. It's a commuter car that has supercar tier three performance. Yeah, it's yes, it's a hyper yeah. hyper sedan. How about that? That's new crazy. category. Boom. Because wow. you have the super sedans, which is the M fives. The E63 S's, uh, what else? Oh, the Audi RS6 um, cars. Uh, what else in that category? Anyway, you guys know super sedans. Um, and that's like the ultimate, ultimate hyper sedan. It's got to be, but it's not a supercar. Yeah, I agree. Um, Still controversial. So, <laughs> yeah. SLR. McLaren, we talked about that a little bit. Supercar. Uh, uh I disagree. I, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not I for forget, sure on I this. I forget that you're just so wild in left field on that one. That's well, but listen, the design of that car is out. It's out of this world. But it's, it's the dash to axle on it. The hood is so long. It's the proportion is so nice, and the doors, you know, they're butterfly doors. It's Gordon Murray infused. Um, the chassis is insane. I could understand that being a, a hypercar. Yeah, I, I can I can be okay with that. One huge one that we haven't mentioned yet is the four GT. So oh five oh six four GT is is a no question supercar to me. Me too. I have no But here's the weird one. Yep. The the twenty 2020, twenty, twenty nineteen, twenty twenty one, the, the yeah. current four GT doesn't necessarily have hypercar performance. But I think it has hypercar design. Oh boy, does it! And yeah. I think it has hypercar presence Absolutely. and valet and exclusivity. Yes, they're numbered. You had to apply to get it. Um, so this is a line blurring car. I I don't know if I can call it a hypercar because of the performance. Because it's of the a performance. V6, and although it's an amazing V6, which I don't say very often. Um, oh man, the presence though. It's a Lamar car for the road. Yeah, literally. So is that does that make it a hypercar? I don't know if I can say it. I though. don't I, I a seven six five like kind of crush it, it. I don't think it is. Yeah. Let's let's stay true to what we believe. Yeah. It's not because 
because in our three prong metric, the performance keeps it back. Um, it's a ridiculously quick car, but so is the SF90 and so is the 765 LT. Yeah. That is de- that's a line blur though. Line blurring car for sure. Yeah. So actually right before we get into some juicy stuff, we're actually running out of time. So we are going to drop you guys off here. This is going to be the end of episode 2. And we're going to pick back up next week with episode three, with uh, part three, I mean, of this series. And it's going to get even juicier with some of the hypercars in the range because there's some that are so <laughs> easy, right? There's some that are let's, really let's easy. Give him, let's give a little, them a little teaser. Little so we appetizer. talked about earlier that the Veyron was the category starter yep. for what a hypercar is and was. Uh-huh. First one. Yeah. And... Of course, the new sh- the Chiron has been a hypercar staple. You've got Koenigsegg, you've got Pagani, you've got Hennessy. Uh, and then there's a lot of other ones that you think would fall in there. You've got the Holy Trinity. Uh, you've got some EVs. So we're going to get into on part three next week and here, where, where, all, where these all fall. Here's why, guys. The hypercar category is so interesting. We're going to talk about some cars that would be handily beaten in terms of performance by some cars that we listed that are supercars. Just take, for instance, just not even the 765, 720 would beat some of these cars. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. That's why this is interesting, but we'll get into it next week. We hope you guys stick around. Please email us again at podcast at HennessyPerformance.com. And also one final thing. Yeah. There's a secret fourth category that may or may not exist. And we're going to talk about that too. Boom. So we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in. See ya.